Yeah, we could use a cool change. That's the Little River Band. As we've gone up to 76 degrees, Bradley's at 78, Wyndham Airport is 75. Might not be as warm as it was yesterday when Bradley got to 97, but it's still pretty hot and still pretty humid. It's quarter after eight on this Thursday morning, and there's an event at the Connecticut State Museum of Natural History called Parasite Day. It's tomorrow from noon until four. It's such a big deal, it takes two people to tell this story. I'm joined by Dr. Janine Kyra, Board of Trustees, Distinguished Professor in Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, and the Director of the Connecticut State Museum of Natural History at the University of Connecticut, and Sid Horan, a graduate student in the Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, as she works on parasites. Folks, good morning. Thanks for joining me this morning. And Janine, let me start with you. Parasite Day. Why do we want to go see parasites? Okay, that's exactly the question that motivated us to have Parasite Day because parasites have such a bad reputation in most people's minds. Part of our motivation is to show the public just how amazing and cool parasites are. So time to change people's opinions. And Sid, you have been working on parasites at the University of Connecticut. Give me some examples. What are we talking about? What exactly is a parasite, and what will people see tomorrow? Well, um, what my lab is working on specifically, we have a table tomorrow at Parasite Day. Um, It's based on the Nest Parasite Community Science Project, which was founded in 2018 by my advisor at UConn, Dr. Sarah Knudy. We study the parasites that live in the nest of birds that you might find in your bird boxes in your backyard. So what we do is we have landlords send in nests to us, so people that have bird boxes in their backyards, and we see what kinds of parasites live in those bird nests all over the eastern U.S. So we'll have a table based on that, so if anybody's interested in finding out about what kinds of birds live, or what kinds of parasites live in your bird nest, we'll um, have activities based on that. And then we're going to have leeches and ticks and fleas and whipworms and heartworms and lung flukes and liver flukes and gallbladder flukes and blood flukes and tapeworms from stingrays and bears and dolphins and humans. And I could just go on and on. So many parasites. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're telling me that my bird feeders have parasites in them? Like what? Not bird feeders, bird boxes. But you can find mites, ticks, fleas. Oh, goodness. Um, Blowfly larvae. So flies lay eggs in there and parasitize the baby birds. If you're interested in learning more, you can come to Parasite Day and see our table. (laughs) Well, that's tomorrow. From noon until 4 at the Biology and Physics Building on North Eagleville Road in stores, it's open to the public, and I assume it is free? Absolutely, as are all of the museum events. And also, we're trying to cater to folks of all ages, so we'll have activities for kids, we'll have activities for adults. We have, you know, we're going to have, one of the other things we want to do is we're also partnering with the, the Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology Greenhouses, because we want to show people that plants can be parasites too, but they can also have parasites. So we're going to have a scavenger hunt in the, EB, in the ecology and evolutionary biology greenhouses, and then we're going to have an activity where people can become dog detectives, so we have dog parasites sort of interspersed among all of the parasites that are on display, and our hope is that people will be able to find them and fill out an activity sheet. And then we actually have Officer John Riley from the Yukon Police is going to bring and canine officers Carson and Tildy, and a pre-vet student, Hannah Porter, 
is going to come and demonstrate how to properly comb your dog for ectoparasites. So that's very exciting. So, Well, as I was looking down your itinerary of events, I have to admit, the one that got my attention was enjoy a free cup of parasite-themed dairy bar ice cream. Sign me up. I'm in. What is parasite-themed dairy bar ice cream? Well, the, so the Yukon Dairy Bar truck is going to be in front of the building starting at one, in front, so, and it's in the biophysics building on the stored campus. So they'll be in front of the building, and we're going to have free cups of ice cream, and we found worm sprinkles. Ooh. So people can I have worm some. sprinkles on their ice cream. And I'm not going to tell you if they're real worms or not. You have to you come. Have to come. Yeah. <laughs> is a worm a parasite? Well, it depends what kind of worms, but not earthworms, but things like nematodes. Like most things people think of as worms are parasites. So like flatworms and nematodes and so on are mostly parasites. Yes. So Sid, how would you define the features of a parasite? Well, it, it um, is an organism that needs another organism to complete its life cycle and survive. So it has to be different than the original organism. So two th- like if you're having a kid, the kid is not an organism because it's the same species, but it's an organism that needs another organism to complete its life cycle. And Janine, tell me more about this. Be a dog parasite detective. Are you telling me to bring my dog to this event? No, no, I'm afraid not. We're probably just going to have the canine officers. But what we wanted to do is show people that, well, dogs are sort of iconic. Everybody sort of knows. We could have done a cat, but we decided to do a dog. And so basically sort of interspersed among all of the specimens of parasites we're going to show, we'll have on display for people, are parasites of dogs that live in specific parts of their bodies. So like we're going to have a parasite that lives in the lungs of dogs and a parasite that lives in the intestine of dogs and a parasite that lives in the, um, the liver of dogs. And then... Yeah, people will have a sheet that has the dog on, a picture of a dog on it, and then we have stickers of the parasites. And our hope is that folks can sort of move around the display, the various displays, find the, the appropriate parasite and put it in the right place on the dog. And so that's one of three activities we're going to have because if you do that correctly, then you win a parasite button. Mm-hmm. And if you do all three activities correctly, so there's an activity with Sid's nest box mm-hmm. um, table, there's the dog detective, and then we have an, the scavenger hunt in the greenhouse. Then you get to put your name in for a draw to win a set of Parasite Pals. Now, Sid, you talked about parasites in dogs. Are there parasites in humans? Like, do we have them in us as well? Oh, we have many parasites. We will definitely be talking about them at Parasite Day. <laughs> but um, Janine went over quite a few, including flukes, tapeworms, nematodes. Many, many things. Ticks are another one. Lyme disease was actually named after Old Lyme, Connecticut. So that's one that a lot of people are familiar with here, especially if you go hiking. Those come from ticks. And, and one of the things we do, we will have a table that has the various stages of ticks that mm-hmm. can actually give you Lyme disease. And we're actually going to have a microscope so you can actually see the spirit, like the little bacterium that actually causes the disease. Mm-hmm. We thought people might want to see that. So. Well, I think that this event would be fun for any person, including adults. But Kids seem to like creepy, crawly stuff. So would this event be something particularly suited for kids? Yes, mm-hmm. completely. One of the things we sort of noticed as parasitologists is it's kind of like the dinosaur scenario where kids really, really, really like parasites. It's, they, they're fascinated. They them, yeah. yeah, they're fascinated by them. But then 
as long as we can keep them away from, and I hate to say this, sometimes their parents, because as they get older, they tend to start thinking of parasites as creepier things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I would argue that we're hoping that we actually, re- in talking on your show, we actually reach the kids, because the kids are the ones who are going to want to come and see the parasites. Yeah. And right. hopefully, you know enthrall their parents in the marvels of the parasite world. Yeah, and I can tell you specifically, our table has an event where we have plushies of all of the parasites you can find in a bird nest, and uh, we have an identification activity for kids if they want to take some field notes on some of the plushies that we have. So that's catered towards kids. We also have information for parents, too, but we're hoping to get the kids in on parasite appreciation. What is the Nest Parasite Community Science Project? Yeah, so I briefly went over it earlier, but I can explain in more detail. So essentially, there is a community of parasites that lives in the nests of birds. So when birds lay their eggs, they have the nestlings. They can't leave the nest while they're growing, and parasites can feed on the nestlings of birds. So these um, birds that are being parasitized, they have a wide host range, so they live like all over the east coast of the United States in many different states. And so it's really interesting because based on where they're located, there can be a different community of parasites that's in each nest. So what we have is a citizen science project that my advisor, Dr. Sarah Knudy, founded. And we have people from many different states send us their bird nests and track the health of the birds over time um, during their breeding season. And then they send our lab those bird nests, and then we see what kinds of parasites were living in the nest. So it's a big citizen science project where anybody can basically uh, become a bird nest landlord, as we call them, and um, send us their nest to be take part in a large data set, essentially. So we'll have information on that, too, at our table if any parents are interested in signing up. Janine, this question throws back to maybe 30 years ago when I first met you. We were talking about shark parasites, and you went down, I don't know, someplace in South America, I remember. So will there be some of those shark parasites on display as well? Um, yes, Wayne, I'm afraid so. But we're trying to, you know, if, if I had my way... The entire day would just be shark parasites. However, we... Because that's your real passion, isn't it? <laughs> well, we decided we should probably share the breadth of parasite diversity with the public. So we're, we are going to have some shark, you know, tapeworms on display. And we even have some colorized scanning electron micrographs of what the shark tapeworms look like when you look at them in enlarged view. Mm-hmm. But we do want to try to show people, like, we have specifically put out, like, parasites of rabbits and sheep and porcupine, you know, so that people understand that... Any animal they look at in the world basically has multiple kinds of parasites. Mm -hmm. And again, that's why we kind of wanted to add the plant side, too, so people don't forget that, like, all of the features of parasites also apply to certain species of plants. You've also got a few, I guess, ancillary throw-ins to this as well, including a tour of the biodiversity research collections, and you can visit parasitic plants in the Yukon EEB greenhouses. Tell me what people would see in those two destinations. So in the biodiversity research collections, we've actually, um, the we, two of our collections managers, are um, Sarah Taylor um, and Katrina Menard, are actually going to do the tours, and so that's our our basically our plant collections manager and our invertebrate collections manager. And what they're going to do is they'll give an overview of the collection when they do the tours, but they are going to show people, they're not going to totally emphasize the parasites, mm-hmm. but Sarah's going to show some parasitic plants and, you know, Katrina's going to show some parasitic invertebrates. But also we want to give people a, a flavor of the entire facility because it's mm-hmm. so awesome. And then in the greenhouses, um, the staff in the greenhouses have actually done a really awesome job of They've identified parasitic plants, and in some cases, hemiparasitic plants, 
um, so that people can actually walk through the greenhouses. So that essentially they'll do like their own tour of the greenhouses, but in the context of a scavenger hunt, looking for specific parasitic plants. And so, so one is sort of like a self-guided tour in a way, but the staff will all be down there to help people and also to inform people about all of the awesome plants that are down there. Um, but the, the tours of the biodiversity research collections will be a little more formalized. So. Sid, Janine is perhaps the most passionate person I know about parasites, especially shark parasites. What is it about parasites that floats your boat? What is it that makes you want to study this field? Honestly, it's just so interesting to me how many different kinds of like life cycles and different kinds of parasites have evolved. I've, I've, I've always kind of been interested in them. Like, for example, in high school, I jumped in a lake and then spent the next two weeks researching and reading papers on um, Negleria phalari, which is the brain-eating amoeba. So it's always kind of been like an interest of mine. But then I actually took Janine's class, and now I'm like, I have to learn everything about these because <laughs> there's just so many different kinds of parasites. And they've evolved like alongside several hosts for many, 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 many years. You're a graduate student at the University of Connecticut. When did parasites first appear on your radar? Was that something you learned about, first exposed to at UConn? Actually, so I did my undergraduate at UMass Boston, and I was involved in studying wildlife disease. So I worked with chytrid fungi, which is um, a disease that affects amphibians and is causing a lot of species declines. But I was specifically interested in um, what in the environment, so like local ecology or like climate, could be affecting disease interactions. And so when I came to UConn to work under um, Dr. Sarah Knudy, her lab studies the same thing except with parasites. So um, I've always kind of been like within that sphere, but UConn was my first formalized exposure to parasites. I just noticed too, Janine, that Parasite Day is tomorrow, noon until 4, at the Biology and Physics Building on North Eagleville Road. But this whole week is UConn Extension's Bug Week. What do we have to know about Bug Week? Well, so exactly, and thank you for bringing that up. So we're really happy that every year, well, except for the two COVID years, for the last maybe three years, we've worked with UConn Extension during Bug Week. They've been really nice to actually give us one entire day of their Bug Week to do some event with the, in collab- the Connecticut State Museum of Natural History in collaboration with the Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. So they have a number of other activities happening this week. And if you go to their website, you can actually see those activities. And I think, Sid, you already participated in one, yeah. right? What, yeah. yeah, the Spring Valley Student Farm here at UConn, which grows, like, a lot of our food and also donates to, like, food banks and stuff like that. They did a bug day about bugs you can find on the farm. And they had cool stuff like bug jeopardy. They had talks about bees. They had a bug scavenger hunt that you could fill out and actually walk around the crops and look at. And so there were a lot of families there with their kids. And it was an all-ages enjoyable event. But that's the bug day event I went to, and I enjoyed it a lot. All good, all fun. Parasite Day tomorrow, part of Yukon Extension's Bug Week. Parasite Day, noon to four at the Biology and Physics Building on the Yukon campus on North Eagleville Road. Come explore the wonderful, underappreciated world of parasites. Janine, Sid, great stuff. Thanks for joining me today. Thank Thanks you. for having us, Lane. Janine Kyra, Board of Trustees, Distinguished Professor in Ecology and Evolutionary Biology and the Director of the Connecticut State Museum of Natural History, and Sid Horan, a graduate student in the Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology.